Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, with another Fishers and Men video broadcast. It is good to be here with you this evening. And uh, tonight, I'm going to be doing teaching and preaching, kind of mixed both. Um, it is called, the, the title of the message this evening is Big Government or Jesus Christ. And uh, I'll get to, I'll get into, I'll get into it a little bit here. In a little bit, I'll get into why I called the, the video that. Um, because it, uh, we got to talk about some things today, or this evening. So, we are going to talk about some things this evening. Um, it's going to be probably unpopular. Uh, people are not going to probably like me for it, but I really don't care. Um, it's stuff that needs to be said. It's stuff that needs to be mentioned. And if no one likes it, they can take it up with God and tell him that he don't that you don't like it. If I'm wrong, then God's going to correct me on things. But if I'm right, God will correct you on things. Amen? <clears throat> so, anyway, so there's that. Um, prayer request. Please uh, do pray for me. Uh, pray for my message. Um, I am doing the message now. Um, we are actually expecting some severe storms, so pray that the electricity will stay on uh, while I do this. Or, I, you know, if not, I will have to sort of postpone it and redo it, all that stuff, if the power were to go out. So pray for me on that. Pray for my videos. Uh, pray for uh, my YouTube channel. Uh, pray for my sermon audio ministry, the Facebook um uh, the Facebook um, ministry and um, all that stuff. So y'all pray for me. Um, Brother Joey, if you can keep him in prayer. Um, he does have things that he, he struggles with pain here and there. So you pray for him and pray, um, pray that, uh, you know, um, pray that, uh, you know, God would comfort him. Um, we need to pray for each other. We should pray for our leaders. Our leaders need to be prayed over. Our nation needs to be prayed over. Um, we are in big trouble as a nation. Um, <clears throat> and that's not a political statement. It's just we are, as a nation, we are in trouble. And we need to... We as God's people need to repent of our sin. Amen. We we need to repent of things that, you know, we, we need to repent as God's people. And we need to do what God wants us to do. Amen. Um, what else? Um, I think that's going to be about it for now. Um. Also, um, just hang on, I'm going to take a, a sip here for a second. Um, so I think that's it for, for prayer requests. Um, announcements. There will be no broadcast. Lord willing, there's not going to be a broadcast on May 29th. 
Um, that's because I will be preaching at my church that Sunday night. My pastor has asked if asked me to preach that night, so I have told him that I would. So I will be preaching that night at my church. So that will I will actually record that message and put it out there, but that will be in place of the normal broadcast. Okay, so uh, May 29th, that's the last Sunday of the month. Um, so that Sunday evening, I will not do a broadcast. <clears throat> um, what else? I think that's going to be it for announcements. Um, so I guess we'll just go right ahead and get into... Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into um, tonight's topic. Um, I titled this message, um, Big Brother or Jesus Christ. Um, now, some people are going to say, well, you don't want to mix politics and religion. You can't do this or you can't do that. And yada, 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 yada. And you, you, you just don't want to, you know, keep them separate and all that stuff. <clears throat> Let me just kind of put a disclaimer out there for you, for you all. Um, this is not, and I hope I can say this, um, this is not going to be a message of Democrat versus Republican. It's not going to be any of that particular ordeal but I am going to be discussing um, the issues at hand so I'm going to try to not make this a political message because this is not intended to be a political message um, this video is not intended to be a political message um, but this is a message that needs to be, it needs to be said. And we need to talk about, um, the issues that we have in our nation. And I'm going to be getting into a little bit of Woe v. Wade a little bit. I'll probably get into that. I'll probably be getting into the the inflation and all that stuff. And I'm going to be getting into all this. And I'm going to show you from scripture where this is going to head. Okay. So, before everyone starts freaking out and starts... And getting mad at me. Um, watch the video first. Watch the video in full first. And if at the end, if you don't like it, then you don't like it, okay? But if at the end that, you know, you were blessed by it and stuff like that, then great. <clears throat> then, um, you know, praise God, hallelujah. But if you don't like it, that's fine too. But don't watch the beginning of it and say, oh, well, he's just talking politics. And I'm not, this is not meant to be a political video. This video is going to be touching on issues that we're facing as a nation. And going to be getting into the consequences 
of why I'm going to be talking about why these are consequences as to our actions as a nation. So this is something serious. And we need to discuss this. We need to talk about this. Nobody, it seems like nobody wants to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it because there are, and actually there are, there are preachers who will talk about it, but there's not a whole lot of preachers that will talk about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it because we need to talk about what's going in our, going on in our nation. So <clears throat> with that said, I want us, I want you guys to turn with me to Hebrews 13, Hebrews 13. And uh, we're going to read here in verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Okay? The same yesterday, today, and forever. I want us to, I want us to establish a foundation here. And the foundation that I want to establish is Jesus Christ. So we see here in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Let me ask you all a question. Who is Jesus Christ? Who's Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is who? He is the Word of God. Amen. He is the Word of God. Um, turn with, uh, hold your place there in Hebrews and turn with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. It says in the beginning, we're going to start in verse 1. John 1 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So you see, when you read that verse in your King James Bibles, the word the 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 word word, the W in the word, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna start getting everyone confusing. But you see in that context that word, the W in that and the word word, <laughs> um, that W is capitalized, which means that this is talking this is this has a deity significance. And who is that talking about? It's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Okay? In verse 2 it says, The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Amen? Now, verse 14 and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <clears throat> so, we see that Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Okay? So, going back to Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. What does that tell you? What that tells you is 
that Jesus Christ doesn't change. Doesn't change. Okay? Jesus Christ does not change. What does that also tell us? Who is Jesus Christ? He is the Word. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. So we see that Jesus, if, if Jesus Christ doesn't change, then neither does your Bible. If Jesus Christ is the same through all eternity from beginning to end, then that means the Word of God, who is Christ, doesn't change. Now, you might say, well, Brandon, why do you say this? Why, why are you getting into the Word of God? Why, how does that even correlate to what's going on today? Well, let me tell you why. If Jesus Christ doesn't change, and if His Word doesn't change, that means... Things that were wrong over 2,000 years ago is still wrong today. If there are things that were wrong over 6,000 years ago, they're still wrong today. Oh, but Brennan, we're under grace, not under the law. Yeah, you're right. We are under grace. We're not under the law. But the law is still applicable. Jesus said that Jesus said that now Jesus said one jot and one tittle of the law won't be done away with till all is fulfilled. And by the way, all hasn't been fulfilled yet. So there is still a there is still things that we can use the law for. You gotta remember the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. Amen. So the law technically really hasn't really been done away with. The law is still there. Why? Is it good to is it good to steal? No. Is it good to commit adultery? No. The only thing is is we're not under the condemnation. As believers, we're not under the condemnation. The law hasn't been done away with. The law is still there. We can't keep the law, but there's one who did. Christ fulfilled the law. But that law will not be fully done away with till everything has been fulfilled. Okay, I'll prove it to you. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 18, it says, For ver Jesus says, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass. Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Earth is still here. Heaven is still there. That hasn't passed yet. So, guess what? That jot and tittle still is still Still, a, that jot and tittle hasn't passed from the law yet. It hasn't. 
So let's let's think about. Okay, so does that make sense? So we know that the word of God does not change. The law still does have applicable areas that we can still apply to our lives. Here's what I mean by that. It means that even still today, we can use the law to show a lost person that they're, that they're sinners in need of a Savior. The law still can be used for that purpose. I'm not saying you should keep the law because no one can keep the law. But we can use the law to show others to help others bring be brought to Christ. Why? Because it's the Holy Ghost that will use that law to convict of sin. So when all you got when all you get all these people say, well the law the law's been done away with. Uh no. Law hasn't been done away with, not according to Jesus. Not according to Jesus. Mm-mm. Amen. So, the, there's still things that we can, there's still things from the Old Testament that are still applicable even to our days. What was wrong back then is wrong now. Okay? Now, Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scripture might have hope. Okay? You see that there were things in the Old Testament... That we can still learn from. They weren't just written, you know, whatever. Okay? We see that there are things in the Old Testament, and there's, by the way, there is prophecies even in the Old Testament that still yet need to be fulfilled. And probably won't be till uh, in, in, into the much later future. Amen. Now, Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. <clears throat> it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Okay, that was 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture. What does all scripture mean? If the Bible says all scripture, it means all scripture. From both Old and New Testaments. From Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 and everything in between. 
is all scripture. Amen. Christ is the word of God that does not change. It stays the same. What was wrong then is wrong now. What was right then is right now. Okay? Things that were wrong back then, they were written down in the word of God for our learning. Even in the New Testament. Okay. So we see that the Word of God does not change. It doesn't change. Okay. Now, why do I say that? <clears throat> I say that to establish a baseline. So I can kind of start building up to what we're going to be talking about. So hopefully by now, I've established the fact that the Word of God does not change. That all Scripture is for... All Scripture is inspired by God for our reproof, for doctrine, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Okay, I hope that, that we have established a baseline. Because then we're going to be getting into some things that's going to be really unfavorable to a lot of people. Okay? Now, so, we know the Word of God does not change. It doesn't change. So if it doesn't change, that means the Word of God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The law hasn't changed. The law hasn't been done away with. Okay? One jot and one tittle should not pass from the law. Should, should not pass from the law. Until all be fulfilled. Amen? There's still uses that we can use the law for. To help bring others to Christ. Because why? Because the law was our schoolmaster bringing us unto Christ. The purpose of the law was to show you that you are a lost sinner on your way to hell. And that you need a, and that you need a savior. That was the purpose of the, of the law. The law was never meant to be kept by us. Christ kept the law. And he kept it perfectly in our place because we couldn't do it. But he did it for us in our place. Okay, but we could still use the law to show people and point. We could still use the law to point people to Christ. We could still do that. Okay, the law hasn't been done away with. By the way, if the law was done away with, then we shouldn't be. Then we should. Then we can't use the law to point people to Christ. Just think about that. If the law was really done away with, we wouldn't be able to use it to point people to Christ. 
So of course the law is still there. Amen? Now, so now into the topic that we're going to be talking about. Big Brother or Jesus Christ. I titled that message because we're seeing right now in our nation that we're seeing pressure points being applied on people's lives. And we're seeing pressure points happening so why? It could cause people to rely on the government and not on God. Okay? Pressure points. Now, I do want to I do want to I do want to share something with you that I posted on Facebook. Okay. Um I said <clears throat> that the time is coming where you will need to make a choice. Are you going to trust big brother government or are you going to trust Christ? What we're seeing right now with high gas prices, inflation, food shortages, and baby food shortages is a pressure point. Who will you choose? Man or Christ? And I said that because we're at a point right now where there is pressure being applied on people to... Basically, do whatever the government to do whatever what Big Brother government says, so that they can rely on them and take away relying on Christ away from, so that they can rely on the government. Okay, so we're seeing a pressure point being applied right now. We're seeing high gas prices. We're seeing inflation. We're seeing we're seeing baby formula food shortages. You guys, this is not funny. This is serious stuff. All these things are pressure points to get you to rely on the government and for you to not trust God. This is a serious issue. Now you might say, well, Brian, I don't want to talk about politics. Well, listen, this is not a political issue. This is a spiritual issue. Because our nation has turned away from God. Back in the 60s, this nation said to God, we don't want you in our public schools. And what did we do? We kicked God out of our schools. I'm not going to mess around with people right now. Uh-uh. Listen, this is serious stuff. Okay? This is very serious stuff. Um, hang on a second. Let me... Uh, 
Let's see. I'm trying to figure out the verse. Let's see. Into. Okay. Psalm chapter 9, verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Do you remember what I just established for you? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Means that he is the word of God. He does not change. Whatever was wrong then is wrong now. Did you get that? This is Old Testament, which has applications today. Psalm Again, Psalm 9, verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. This is not a political message. This is a spiritual message. And everything that we see and everything that's going on right now is consequences because we're starting to forget God. The United States of America is going is going to hell in a handbasket real quick. Why? Because we've murdered our babies. We've allowed sodomy to run rampant. We have idolaters, worshipers, fornicators, idolaters. We have people that are that are taking bribes. We got people that are are We've got people that are just completely just haters against God, despisers of God, despisers of the law, despisers of the word of God. This is a serious issue. I'm not, I'm not fooling around. I don't want to see this nation turned into hell. But unfortunately, the way we're going, this nation's going to hell. Our cities are... We got... we, You know, and right now in California, you can... People can steal up to, what, like $900 worth of stuff and get away with it. telling you this nation is in bad shape we are in big trouble with god and i mean we are in big trouble if you don't think if you think that we're all fine and dandy in this nation and we're going to turn out fine you're deceiving your own self god allowed biden to be president and guess what God's allowing for Biden to do all these crazy things against our nation. He's allowing Biden to be a hypocrite. He's allowing that to happen. Do you know why? Because we made a choice. As a nation, we made a choice to forget God. So guess what? Because of our because of our wickedness as a nation. God is allowing high gas prices, food shortages, even baby shortages. He's allowing this to happen. Why? 
so that maybe you might realize that we're heading in a bad direction so that you can go to Christ, repent of our sins, repent of your sins and accept him and come back to him. God is allowing all these things to happen. Why? So that you can put your trust in him. The government is a lot is one is doing all this so that you can trust the government. But Christ is allowing this to happen. Why? So that you might be so that you may be able to recognize that you need to trust him. And him alone shall you trust and not man. Can I get an amen from God's people on that? We need to trust Christ in everything we do. And I'm going to tell you something. It's only getting worse, folks. It's only getting worse. Turn with me to Acts chapter 5, verse 29. I'm not done yet. I'm just I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. Acts chapter 5, verse It says, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. Let me tell you where this is going to head. If we continue as a nation to doing what we're doing, it's going to come to a point where you're going to have to make a choice. Abide by the government or abide by God. Because eventually where this is going to lead to is this is going to lead you. This is going to eventually lead to civil disobedience. Why? Because they're going to make laws. Mark, I promise you, they're going to make laws to make it illegal to be a Christian. That's where it's leading to. And if you're not saved, you're going to trust Big Brother government, and that's going to eventually going to end up you taking a mark in your right hand or forehead. I'm not trying to peddle around with people's people's lot with people's lives here. I'm telling you that this is eventually going to lead people into damnation if they don't repent. Because those who take that mark. God's done with them. You take that mark. God's done. You're, you're, you're going. God's done with you. You're going. You're, you're going to go to the lake of fire if you take that mark. There will be no more second chances for you. Why? Because anyone who takes the mark of the beast is pledging their allegiance to the Antichrist. And I'm going to tell you something. That's where it's going to. That is where it's going to. The question is, will you choose Christ? 
will you choose to put your faith and trust in Christ instead of big brother government? Then I'm going to tell you something. Right now, the pressure is being applied. And God's allowing it. You know why? Because it's it's part of the judgment that we're getting because of our because of our disobedience to his laws and to his word. We as a nation have rebelled against God. And now judgment's coming. Judgment's coming, people. Okay? Who are you going to choose to trust? Are you going to trust? Are you going to trust Big Brother government? Or are you going to trust Christ? Because let me tell you where that's going to lead to. Turn with me to John. Actually, no. We're not going to go there yet. Turn with me to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 8. First Samuel chapter eight. We're going to start in verse one and get some context. And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the second of uh, in the name of his second, Abiah, they were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the, then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. Folks, let me tell you where this is heading. Our nation has chosen to reject Christ from reigning over this from reigning over this nation. And what are you starting to see now? You're starting to see that you're starting to see politicians say we need to be like Europe forgive my language but do you know what Europe is a lot of those nations in Europe have socialism and you've got you've got politicians that say we need to be like Europe 
Let me tell you something, folks. You know what that is? That is America saying, we don't want Christ reigning over us. We want to be socialists. We want to be a socialist country, just like every other country in the world. Just like the other nations. And that's exactly what Israel said. They said, we want a king just like the other nations. And guess what? You know that in socialism, socialism has problems with inflation. They have issues with food shortages. They have issues with all that stuff. Right now, God's showing us what we would get if, we, if we're going to become a socialist nation. Do you know why? Because God told Samuel, okay, tell, give the people what they want, but tell them what they're going to get for a king. In verse 9 of 1 Samuel, it says, Now therefore hearken unto their voice, howbeit ye protest solemnly unto them, and shew them the manner of king that shall rule over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, This will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots, and to be his, his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariots and he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties and will set them to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make us instruments of war and instruments of his chariots and he will take your daughters to be confectionaries and to be cooks and to be bakers so you know what the people asked Samuel For a king. And Samuel said, No. Nope. Samuel said, No. Nope. Um, can't remember. Judges, Judges chapter, uh, Judges chapter, I think it's, see here, I think it's Judges chapter 7, or is it 6, I think it's 6, or is it 7, I can't remember, um,
Um, but basically, they asked Gideon. That was not the first time that, that Israel asked for a king. They went to Gideon and basically asked Gideon to rule over them. Or, and his son. And Gideon said, no, I'm not going to rule over you, and neither is my son. But God is your king, and he will rule over you. That, I'm just paraphrasing, but that's, that's basically what happened. And so now we see the same thing happen to Samuel. And Samuel said, no, I don't want to give him a king. And you know what God said? He said, give him a king. They didn't reject me, but they, they rejected me. They didn't, they didn't reject you, but they rejected me. Give them what they want. Give them what they want. Let me give you guys a stern warning. Be very careful what you ask God. Because God may give it to you. If you say, God, we don't want you, but we want socialism just like the rest of the nations, just be careful. God, God may, and I'm going to tell you something. If we continue on this path, God will hand this nation over to a socialist dictatorship. That's where it's going. And by the way, I think right now God's saying, okay, you want socialism. Here's the manner of socialism you'll get. And guess what's happening right now? Food shortages. You have baby formula shortages. We've got high gas prices. Inflation. And right now, we have a president who's shipping baby formula to our southern border to give that baby formula to illegal aliens. While mothers in the while mothers who are American are trying to find food for their young babies. And can't. You know why? Because all that baby formula is, gonna, is being given over to illegal aliens. And God's allowing this to happen. Who are you going to choose? Who will you choose? Christ or Big Brother government? I'm telling you. As a nation, we're in big trouble. We are in big, big trouble. Turn with me to John. John 19. Then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers plotted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe 
and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto him, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate saith unto him, Behold the man. When the chief priest therefore and officer saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto him, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. You want to know what you know. You want to know what was going on there. The religious crowd, the Pharisees, and the high priests, the see the Roman soldiers mocked Jesus as a king, put a crown of thorns upon his head, mocked him, sent him out, and the high priests. Wanted, still wanted Jesus crucified. Still wanted him crucified. They didn't. They didn't want Christ. They wanted. They didn't want him. They wanted a man. And I'll prove it. Okay, um, let's see here. Um, Hang on a second. I got to figure out where it is. <coughs> Bear with me here for a sec. This is okay. This is the verse I was looking for. John chapter nineteen, verse fifteen. But they cried out, "Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him!" Pilate saith unto them, "Shall I crucify your king?" The chief priests answered, "We have no king, but Caesar." The chief priests and the Pharisees flat out rejected Christ, said. We don't want Christ ruling and reigning over us. Caesar's our king. I'm telling you. 
we as a nation have shook our fist at God and basically said, we don't want him reigning over us. We want Caesar to reign over us. I'm telling you. This, this nation wants a man king to rule and not the king of kings. And if we continue on this path, God's going to give this nation what it wants. America's in trouble. They rejected God and didn't want God reigning over America. And now you've got people crying out for socialism. They want Caesar to reign over them. They don't want God reigning over the nation. They want Caesar. I'm telling you, this is not going to be good. It's not good. I wish we all could just... I wish that every single American would see this. And be able to realize that we're in trouble. Because we are in trouble. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations who forget God. I'm telling you. This is not. This is not good. This is bad. I'm telling you this we need to talk we have to talk about this because it needs to be said turn with me to Matthew chapter 27 we'll start at verse 15 Matthew 27 verse 15 it says now at the feast now at that the feast governor was want to release onto the people a prisoner whom they would and they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas therefore when they were gathered together Pilate said unto them who will ye that I release unto you Barabbas or Jesus which is called Christ for he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was sat down on the judgment seat, his wife sent on him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that man, with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude, and they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all said unto him, 
let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. All these people, most of these people in the crowds, the religious people, they all shouted out, Hosanna, Hosanna, when Christ was coming into Jerusalem on a donkey. They all shouted out, shouted out, Hosanna, which made the Pharisees and the, and the high priests angry. And now you're seeing that same crowd that was shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, all these religious people. And even the Pharisees are all saying, crucify him. And guess who they chose? Barabbas. I think this will be maybe a good point to kind of wrap this thing up. And I want to say this in closing. Just because you claim the name of Christ does not make you saved. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You can act religious. You can say all these things. You can even be a so-called church. And still choose to have Caesar take care of you. telling you you do not want Caesar taking care of you I wouldn't put my faith and trust in Caesar any more than I would put it in a flagpole I would rather trust Jesus Christ the question is who will you choose will you choose to put your faith and trust in Caesar Or will you put your trust in Christ? Because I'm going to tell you something right now. You can be the most religious person and claim the name of Christ and yet put your trust in Caesar and not in Christ. That is very dangerous. Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, your sins, for all of our sins. And all Christ wants is for us to trust Him and Him alone. And if you're not saved today and want to be saved, it's very simple. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
All you have to do is cry out to Him. Repent of your sins. Ask Him to save you and He will. Amen. It's not, God's for, it's not God's will for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. One more verse and I'll be done. Second Chronicles 7.14 Turn there with me. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. God is not talking to non-believers. Mm -mm. He's talking to his people. First Peter, First Peter chapter 4, verse 17. But a time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? God is calling for his people to repent. Believers, will you repent of your sin? Will we? Will we repent of our sin and turn back to God? As I said before at the beginning of this broadcast, what was wrong then is wrong now. What was right back then is right now. You know why? Jesus Christ. Let's finish where we started. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. And if Jesus Christ is the same and doesn't change. Neither does his word. Amen. God is a holy God. He is a just God. He is a righteous God. He is a merciful and graceful God. But God's holiness is not popular. God was holy back then. He is holy now, and He is holy forevermore. God does not change. 
The same God that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah off from the face of the map is the same God that we serve today. God does not change. And neither does his word. Amen. Listen, guys, I love you. I'm not trying to be mean or rude. But listen, this had to be said. And I'm probably actually going to change the title of this message to make it a little, little bit less. Um, but I think that people look at this, they're going, to, they're going to assume it's a political message. My intention of this message was not political, but spiritual. So I'm going to probably retitle it Caesar or Jesus Christ. So I think it would be better that way. Amen. Because this is not a political message. It's not. I apologize if, if I did bring in politics a little bit. That's not That wasn't the intention, but I had to bring up certain things because certain things have to be exposed. Okay? I'm not going to tell you who to go vote for. I'm not going to tell you any of that. But there are issues that need to be talked about because where we're heading as a nation, it's not good. I have to blow the horn. And I'm probably going to get a lot of negative feedback probably shoot I think you two might try to take this down but we'll see I'm just I'm just trying to tell you the truth amen so anyways uh, that's all I got for tonight um, by the way you probably noticed that my computer I got back on um, what happened was my computer didn't go kaput. It was, I didn't charge it and I should have charged it. So yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Lord willing, uh, Tuesday, we are going to get back into, uh, we'll be finishing off, uh, Matthew five. Um, I don't know. I may or may not have, I, I think I might just. I haven't really been able to finish the notes on that, so I, I'm, I might talk about something else, um, or I might just, you know, but we'll see what happens, okay? Um, so you pray for me on that. So Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday, I'll be finishing up Matthew 5, Lord willing. If not, we'll talk about something else. Um, next week, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about yet, and remember that on May... 29th there is no broadcast because lord willing i will be preaching at my church that night and i will record that message and put it up so that would be in replace of a broadcast okay so pray for me pray for uh, my messages um pray uh that this might you know make a difference to someone's life amen so that's all I want to do is be a blessing. Amen. So anyways, uh, with that said, that's going to be it for tonight. Um, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a great night. And Lord willing, um, we will uh, catch you all on Tuesday. All right. 
God bless you guys. Love you. See ya. Bye.